Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Dominion Sonship Live today. We have a message, a message I feel like I've been turned upside down and, and the Lord saying, preach now, child, preach. <laughs> teach now, child, teach. It will be the teaching of the Holy Spirit as I yield and I submit my spirit meant to hear the voice of God. The title that he gave me is Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. The Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. He's the roar in our life. He's the freedom setter from every oppression. The Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. And so let's go to where we looked last week. Last week's message was the Holy Spirit is our fearlessness. So we are really continuing the theme of the Holy Spirit. We had just finished about two months um, and plus on the mind of Christ. And so this has been all like building blocks coming to this moment because the Holy Spirit communicates the mind of Christ without an understanding of the word of God, that the Holy Spirit has as much liberty as we want to give him. And that liberty is dependent on our abiding in the word of God. So the degree of the liberty that we give the Holy Spirit of expression in us and through us is really determined uh, to the degree of my abiding in the living word. And so, and we know the Holy Spirit. Why would I say that? Because the Holy Spirit communicates the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the word of God. The word of God that proceeds out of the mouth of God that Jesus became flesh to manifest and demonstrate the word of God. <laughs> and so uh, we did the Holy Spirit, our fearlessness last week. And so today is the Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. The two go, the two are really one. So, 2 Timothy 1, 7. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me this morning. And uh, that Jesus makes the word wine. That Jesus makes the water of the word into the wine of the spirit. Jesus makes, turns water into wine. That which is common to what we tend to parrot every day. I've not been given the spirit of fear, power, love, and sour mount. <laughs> no fear in me, and yet I go cower. No fear in me, I go hide in the bathroom. No fear in me. I, I don't want to talk about Jesus today. The Holy Spirit changes that into wine. The wine of revelation, the wine that emboldens you, the wine that gives you the roar in the hour, the wine of the spirit, which is pure fearlessness and total freedom of courage to believe and to stand and to decree the word of the Lord. And so now when we read 2 Timothy 1, 7, let's read the wine. Let's drink the wine of the word. Let it intoxicate our senses. Let it persuade our ability to think. Let it be an anchor to our soul today. The God has not given us a spirit of fear, which tells me God is a giver. We know from the word of God, he's a giver of every good gift. Every good gift that we have is from God. 
Well, that tells me if he's not giving me the spirit of fear, fear is not good for me because only God gives me good things. And here we see he's not given me a spirit of fear. We're not to ever tolerate fear. We're never to tolerate fear and wear it as a badge. Though I'm just too afraid. I, I, I just, I'm too afraid. That's not of God. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but we've been given whom? We, we read last week the Holy Spirit, mighty Holy Spirit. But we've been given power, dunamis, and of love and a sound mind or self-discipline. So the Holy Spirit is power. It is a miracle-working power. What is a miracle-working power? Miracle-working power is Jesus walking in the demonstration of the Spirit of transforming water into wine. How possible was that? Well, not to the carnal man, not to natural circumstance, but do we know who we are from? Do we really know whose we are? That we are not of the world that is immersed in fear. We are not of the world that walks in that spirit of fear, that dominion of Satan all their life, their subject, that bondage. Until we preach Jesus and the Holy Ghost opens their heart to receive life, the life of Jesus. They're subject to fear, but not us. We've been given this transformative power, miracle working power. Dunamis. We are given power. Okay, let's say it again. We are given the power to transform from impossible to possible. And it takes guts. The guts is to believe. The guts is to believe. To believe who God says that he has made you now. To believe the word of God. If he be for me, who can be against me? To believe that I am born from above. That I am a citizen of heaven. And this earth is passing vanity. That I'm here on a transition journey unto heaven, my home. To believe that I'm sealed with the power of the Holy Spirit. To believe that there is angels, multitudes, myriads of angels that are encamped around about me because I'm an heir of salvation. To believe that God now resides in me. It takes guts. And I did a message that the guts of the love of God is faith. It is to believe. To believe and not to quit. You believer. And so we just read that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And that is agape. That's the God kind of love. That is love, life. Who God is. And of a sound mind. And so now let's go to, he paired this up to me. And this is where I got inverted in my understanding and put in the right moment. From 1 John 4, 17, 417, 1 John 4, 17. Praise God. 
Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have what? Boldness. That is guts. That's courage. In the day of judgment, in the day of judgment, every day, every day we stand in this day because we will give an account for every single day that we have lived on earth. What we've done in this body will give an account to God. And so we can say every day we'll, we'll be judged for. So every day is a day of judgment. I'll give an account for every day. Every day. Glory be to God and we're not to fear. Why? Here he'll say it. So we can have boldness. Why? Because we believe the love of God. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As untouched by wickedness as he is, so are we in this world. As he is light, so am I light in this world. As he is life, so am I life in this world. As he is hope, so am I hope in this world as he is now the resurrected king of glory he is my king and so i am part of his kingdom here on earth resurrection life rules my body resurrection life dictates how my muscles function resurrection life dictates how my blood flows resurrection life dictates how my tissues respond to life only life and godliness lives inside of me because as he is as he is so am i here here in this world Though seated with him, my body is placed on earth for rulership. As he rules in the heavenly, his head rules the body of Christ. I'm part of the body and his rulership from heaven is dictating my rulership on earth. And so much so he's given us a boldness of proclamation to know that that which I bind on earth under this authority of Christ's life in me is bound back up by him in heaven of that which I lose on earth here. Under the lead of mighty Holy Spirit, which is the mind of Christ, it's backed up by him in heaven, loosed. And so today we have a boldness in this day of judgment. Today we have a firm, firm consolation. Why? Because there's no fear in love. Because there's no fear in love. And we that are born of God are born of love because God is love. And it comes right back down to, do you know who you're born out of? Do you know what Nicodemus did not know? Or are you on the basis of the religious ruler that did not know you must be born again? That you must be born of the Spirit? Because what is born of the flesh, Jesus says, it's flesh. It is subject to the rudiments of this world. It is bound in fear. It is under the dictate of sin. And the wages of sin is death. And that's why if you're carnally minded, it leads to death.
But if you're spiritually minded, and so therefore you must be born again. For that which is born of the Spirit is what? Spirit. Where is everlasting life? It is as you sow in the Spirit. And so we are now born from above, born of God who is love, and I am now in the spirit of my Father called the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Son. He calls him in Galatians, Paul. Spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And so, he's saying, I'm for you, child. I'm for you, child. There's no fear in love, but what? Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now, have we been made perfect in love? Can I say that? Can I pause the question? Have we been made perfect in love? Are we born of God? Do we resemble his image? Are we being transformed into his likeness today? Then we can say that through my new birth, Ephesians says in Ephesians 1, 4, I stand before him, what? In love. So I qualify to say I have been made perfect in love. The Christ is my perfection, and it is Christ's perfection, this Christ's perfection, this identity of Christ, this knowing I'm born of love has perfected me and my life. Oh, that's the wine of the word, where you become transformed into a brand new reality, though we were part of the washing pots. Jesus came by and transformed us to become part of his new wine to be poured out on the multitudes led under this inspiration of being perfected in his love and that's why he's not given us a spirit of fear but he's given us a spirit of perfected love He's given us the spirit of perfected love, which is power, power, which is unlimited understanding, which equals self-control. Why would that be? Because when I can discern right from wrong, what is of God, what is not of God? When the word has been given full function in my life to be the discerner of my intents, of my heart, to separate spirit and soul, emotionalism from the truth of the word of God, then I am reined in. Ooh, reined in. I'm reined in. And that is why he says we've been given the spirit of self-control, of a disciplined mind. Because he's the discerner. And when I know it's wrong, I do not partake. I'm reined in by perfected love. Perfected love has me. Perfected love keeps me. Perfected love has given me a freedom of courage to express his divine boldness that as he is, so am I 
here in this world. And therefore, there is no fear. Therefore, there is no fear. In verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. If we just go back to verse 13 in that same chapter, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, that we are one with God, that we are one in the body of Christ. Why? Because he has given us of his spirit. And his spirit is by whom we can confess that Jesus is the Son of God, which is verse 15. Because those that have the spirit of the Lord acknowledge the Son of God. And so let us go to John 3. You can go read John 3 in your time. Maybe later on if we have the lead, we'll go to. But let's go to Galatians 4 before so we just read, you go to Galatians 3, actually Galatians 3, but I just want to read what I just read. The, verse 18 in, in 1 John 4. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. The theme is that the Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. <laughs> if there's no fear in love, what is love? It's courageous freedom. How does a child feel when they know their love? Courageous freedom. It is the liberty of the sons of God. The whole universe is groaning and, and waiting for this masterful unveiling of the sons of God. And it looks like perfected love. It looks like knowing I have been made perfect in love, which means there's no condemnation. Because that perfect love, it's doing what? Flushing out fear. What is fear? Is that makes you shrink back. You're not adequate enough. You just failed again. You don't look good. You, you, you uh, don't measure up. Everyone's against you. Your life is being threatened. Fear. But that perfected love, when you know your love, all that which was said earlier is really of no issue. And so, meaning you can't be threatened if God is for you. I mean, you can't be inadequate if mighty Holy Spirit lives in you, the master of the universe. It means you can't be insufficient if all sufficiency is given to you in Christ. It means there's no shrinking back. If I'm led of the Spirit, and he's always forward motion. Right. So then if we go to Galatians 3, 3, this is, this is Paul bringing a strong correction to the Galatians that they started their faith walk by the spirit, of course, because it's a work of grace. You can't earn your salvation. It is a gift that the Holy Spirit opens you up to receive. But they were reverting back to their own works. They're reverting back to the doings of the law. And so let's do verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish Having began in the spirit, having began in the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? 
Are you being now perfected by the flesh? What it's telling me, you start one way, your perfection walk, and now you want to continue that perfection walk through another manner. It's not going to happen. So what is it telling me that the Holy Spirit is my perfecter? They're only through faith am I being perfected because as I'm believing the truth of the word of God, what am I, what did I say when I started? I'm giving liberty to the spirit to bring forth to perfection every thought as I'm bringing it down. I'm fully engaged with the work of the spirit because I'm fully submitted to the word of God. And so perfection is not of your flesh. So why do you want to try to fix up your life now? Why you want to try to clean up your mess now? Why you want to try now? Why do you want to revert to the flesh when you know when you started this, it was by the Spirit through faith. It was a grace given. It was administration of grace by the Spirit to communicate to your spirit man that you're God's beloved. And when you know you're loved by God, you're free. But here comes the enemy, engaging the old mindset, not good enough. Engaging the old mindset, no one loves you. What a lie. What a lie. And that's why this perfection of a work is by the Spirit. As you engage the lead of the Spirit and the Word is a discerner, you're becoming to discern every thought that's off. Every thought that tells you not loved, every thought that tells you that you, you're an outcast, whatever it is, each one has their own little array of kinky, old mindset thoughts that we have to bring into submission. Bring into submission. And there, there, there with lies this perfecting work of the Spirit that is from glory to glory to glory. But we have already been sealed with perfected love. We have already been sealed with this guarantee of the Spirit because He abides in us. And so we recognize that we cannot be made perfect by the flesh. We cannot, can I say, we cannot be more brave by the flesh? Can I say we cannot be more bold by the flesh? We cannot... We cannot demonstrate Jesus, the perfect one, by the flesh. That's called religion and the ultimate bondage. To try to walk out Jesus, supernatural reality of a manifestation of the word made flesh. Out of your carnal life. You can't make, huh, you can't make your flesh become the word of God. The word of God has crucified your flesh. So now you're growing brand new flesh by the abiding in the word of God. It's called immortality. Ooh! Immortality is what we're cultivating here on earth. And a twinkling of an eye, the sound of the last trumpet, bodies will be given to us to match this immortal walk that we are becoming here on earth. Because as he is, so are we here in this world. And so, Paul, that's what grieved Paul's spirit. You can't walk out Jesus. You can't walk out the call of God out of your flesh. 
You cannot be made perfect out of your flesh. Perfection comes through the revelation of the love of God. And we know Romans 5, Paul writes in Romans 5, that this love has been deposited, how? By the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And so it is a work of transformation even by the Spirit, Paul writes to Corinthians. So let's go to chapter 4, verse 6. There's so much here. Mm -hmm. Let's go to, yeah, we'll, we'll read where we're at there. Yeah. And because, well, let's do verse 29 in, in chapter 3. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So now we can, we can see that we're redeemed from the law in chapter 4, verse 5, that Jesus came to redeem us from the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because if we are Christ, then we're Abraham's seed, and Abraham is the father of faith. And so verse 6, and because you are sons, because we are Christ, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, he's going to tell us here that we can now call him father. And because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son, who is the Holy Spirit, into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, therefore, because you have now the spirit of the son in your heart that is communicating the love of God to you from this love perfection in you. Romans, I just have to read Romans 5 because it's come a couple of times and it's, you can keep your eyes and don't, I'll, I'll flip, you don't have to go there. I'll just do it myself. Romans 5, 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And here we see that he, that's the one he gave, not the spirit of fear. He gave us the one, the Son Spirit, the Spirit of the Son, the Holy Spirit, who now has poured out the love of God in our hearts. And through this love, through this revelation, Revelation of love, we can call him daddy, daddy. Oh my, my. To call him Abba, Father. That's an expression of adoration. That is the ultimate boldness. That is the ultimate freedom of courage or courageous freedom. To be able to call him daddy, Father. If he's my father, if God is my father, who is bigger than God? Who is mightier than God? If God is my heavenly father, and here we see if we're Christ and we Abraham sin, and then it says Abraham's sons, and then he says that Jesus came to redeem us out of the law, to make us sons, to make us sons. Jesus came to make us sons. And now we have the spirit by whom we cry, Abba, Father. He is my father. And because he's my father, I'm not afraid. See how it works? That's why we cannot tolerate fear. If there is fear, and uh, you know, it's part of the renewing of the mind. It's part of the transformation. Do not tolerate it. Don't get, oh, you know, my family was very fearful. 
I was brought up in a very fearful culture. I grew up uh, in a very fearful place. I can't help myself. Yes, you can. If you're a child of God, that's not your portion. Because it says here that God has given to us the Holy Spirit in Romans 5, who pours out only the love of God in our hearts. Galatians 4 says that because we are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son. He's given us the Spirit of the Son, by whom now we cry out, Abba, Father. And because of it, we're no longer what? Slaves to the world. We're no longer under the bondage of the slavery to fear. But we are a son. And if a son, then we are what? Heirs of God through Christ. What? Everything God has. And that's what Jesus said in, in, in the book of John when, in that last prayer, that the whole, that his, everything the Father has, Jesus said, he's given it to me. And now I give you the Holy Spirit to disclose everything that's mine that I give to you. That's why we're heirs of God through Christ. Everything my heavenly father has is mine. Well, the number one thing is peace of mind. Don't go after the cars. Go after the peace of mind. The cars will come to you. Don't go after things. They'll come to you. You pursue him. You pursue his way, his kingdom, his way of doing things. His righteousness and all these other things, they will come. They will come. They will come. They'll be part of the demonstration of the groanings of the universe to want to be unburdened from the curse that everything in the world has been subject to. Just flip a page over. Regarding Father Abraham, 22, for it's written that Abraham had two sons. Two sons. The one by a bondwoman. The one was a slave. The world is a slave, a slave place. The one by the bondwoman, according to the flesh, that one was. And he of the free woman through promise. Promise always comes through the freedom of the spirit. Promise always comes through the freedom of the spirit. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Jesus said that, what does the Holy Spirit do? He discloses. The words of Jesus. The words of Jesus is our promise of inheritance. The words of Jesus is my assurance of salvation. The Holy Spirit discloses. And so the promise always comes through the freedom of the Spirit. How do you know God is speaking to you? There's freedom. There's freedom to believe. There's freedom to believe. In verse 26, the Jerusalem from above is free, which is the mother of us all. And this is what it sounds like, how the Spirit sounds. Before I read that, I have to go to John 3 now. Before I read that, just in John 3, I'll read this here. I'll start 5. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That's the bondwoman. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That is of the free woman. That is the one from Jerusalem from above. 
Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. You must be. You must be born again. I'm, I'm mindful of a recap my son did. So that's the most elementary thing. If you're not born again, there's no understanding of the kingdom of God. There's no understanding of God. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell. You hear the sound of it, but cannot tell. You hear the sound, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. What God spoke to me is, I cannot tell to define the Spirit of the Lord. That He Himself defines Himself. He Himself discloses Himself. I can't define Him. I can't even define myself without His definition of my life. And so you hear the sound, but you cannot tell. Well, here you're hearing the sound. And we go back to Galatians 4, 27. For it's written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. You're here, but you don't understand. What does it mean? Why would he say that? Don't let your mind touch it. You believe what he says. Because... He will define to you what it means. He will define to you that there's no expectation of performance on you. There's no labor you have to go through to bear fruit for the kingdom. But it's by the Spirit of the living God that fruit is bore for the kingdom. It is by the life of God that resides within me that I bear children. And though I might not have an earthly situation that lines up perfectly, an earthly husband, I have a heavenly situation that lines up perfectly. I am born of God. And because I'm born of God, all things are available to me. Because I'm born of God, I will produce for the kingdom. Now that is the definition of the work of the Spirit. We don't need to tell. We can't tell unless it's been disclosed to us. Just like Jesus, it had to be disclosed to him what he should say. Had to be disclosed to him what he should say. He couldn't tell of his own. He had to be led by the spirit of the living God. And so we today, we, we looked last week, the tray, we trailed Jesus. And I said, that as we trail him, we identify with that trail. That now that is my walk. Well, the walk of Jesus break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Why? Because I'm born from Jerusalem above. Because I'm from the free woman. And freedom is released. It does not look like labor. It does look like the perfection of the flesh. Come my hair just perfect that way. But it's to do with a persuasion that has made me perfect. That I am now perfected in his love. And if I do not know that truth, I will be reverting to the flesh every single day. I'll wake up with a thought. How do I please Jesus today? Tell me, Jesus, what am I supposed to do to please you today? When I am pleased by his pleasure in my life. And I know that my pleasure in him pleases him. And from this pleasure we have together, we walk together in the cool of the day. And I know what I'm going to do every single day.
What would that be? I break forth and I shout, I'm not in labor. I'm not in labor. He labored for me. He groaned with the groans. Not my will, but thy will be done in the garden of Gethsemane. And that obedience to the Father has lined me up through the new birth to submit to my heavenly Father as well. Now that is the freedom of courage. That is courageous freedom in today's world to stand and to allow him to roar. I am a child of God and I have been already made perfect in love. And what's been given to me is not the world's way of fear, of cowardness, of bowing the knee to submit to tyranny, of wickedness. But I have been given the spirit of adoption by whom I cry out, out, Abba, Father, if dad is for me, <laughs> who can be against me? Who can be against me? Who can be against me? And because of this confidence, and you know, we have, if we go to 28 and 29, we, now we brethren, as Isaac was our children of promise, we are children of promise. We are children of the free woman. We are the children of the Holy Spirit. We are the children of God. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, your biggest persecution will be your flesh. And it will come through the insinuation of fear. Back down. Back down, Desi. Tone down. Calm down. Don't, don't be so, don't be just, 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 just be normal. What's normal? <laughs> so, normal to me is you break forth and you shout. I'm not in labor and I produce for the kingdom of God. And so we recognize the flesh persecuted the one who was born according to the spirit. And so even though now, but what does he say? Cast out the bondwoman. Cast her out. Cast out fear. Cast out the slave mentality. That's why he said in Galatians 4, you're no longer slaves, but well, you are sons. Cast out the bondservant mentality. How perfected love does it for you. When you know you're loved, when you know you're loved, you're casting out. That child, the son of the bondwoman, the bondwoman and the son. Let's, let's read the verse again. Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Your flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. Your flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God because mortality cannot inherit immortality. Paul writes out to the Corinthians. Uh, the kingdom of God is not of uh, meat or drink, but it's what? It's, it is of righteousness, peace, and joy, and it's always found in the Holy Spirit. And so then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. And so here comes the courage. When you know that you're born of the free woman, when you know that you are now not a slave, but you are a son, this is where courage comes in. Courage comes in to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty in this divine freedom by which Christ has made us free. 
and do not be entangled again, which means we've been there before entangled. Let's not go back there again and be entangled with the bondwoman and the son. Just cast her out, cast off, bring down that thought. Bring down that condemning thought. Bring down the persecution thought. Bring it down. Because that is a yoke of bondage. It says, do not be entangled again with this yoke of bondage. And so we are now of the free woman. And so if I skip over to uh, chapter 513 then. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty called to liberty you've been called to liberty only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh why because the flesh is going to enslave you that's where he says don't go back again to it but through love serve one another so verse 16 i say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh this is how you're casting out that bond woman you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and they are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, if we're led by the Spirit, and we are because we're the sons of God, you're not under law. You're not under bondage. You're not servants of fear. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8. Ah, ha, ha. Verse 18 again, Galatians 5. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. We know we're led by the Spirit because we're the sons of God. Romans 8. 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Hallelujah. We haven't received that bondage. The yoking with the world, we haven't received it. You received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, is your rescue out of fear. Abba, Father, revelation is knowing you are made. You know, you know. I, I growing up, I remember I, I've lived across the world, around just places, moved around. My family did when I was younger, and I remember coming across back then when I was younger. A lot of stuff was made in Mexico. Head show in Mexico. Heck, I, I'm not sure how you say it, but. Made in Mexico. Now we see a lot more in that from other countries or made in the USA. If it's made, it's made. If this is made, let's say in the USA, if it's made in the USA, it's a finished product, right? It's made. Not to be made. Not about to be made. It has been made. Well, he says here that we've been made perfect in love. <laughs> Because he says, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now we know we have the love of God in us and that we're made perfect because we don't fear. So we are made in God. We are made in God. That's why we can break out and shout. Because we have a reality that I'm made in God. I'm from God. I've been given the spirit by whom I cry, Abba, Father. I've been given the spirit of love that's been poured in my heart, flushing out the torment of going, but I'll never go back to the bondage of fear again. Ensuring that I've been anchored in this word to keep walking forward in love. So let's go back to 
Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. There is no greater courage than to know that you're a child of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him, which is reckoning my old man dead and recognizing I'm now alive in the spirit to God. And I have audacious faith, which makes me courageous. And so this is it. This is the message for today. The Holy Spirit is our courageous freedom. Amen? That's it. Praise God.